the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is nice to be with you at the start of another week of Bruce Hooley Shows. I had a good weekend. I hope you did as well. We will be talking today about the way overdue exoneration of Columbus police officer Nick Reardon in the shooting death of Micaiah Bryant. The um, statement of Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther in relation to that and the assumptions that we make and the pressure that is on people in Nick Reardon's shoes to uh, do what they do as a matter of reflexive training without the forethought that everyone gives 2020 hindsight to after the fact. We'll also talk about Ukraine and our very inept and awkward-sounding vice president and the fact that she cannot be evaluated just upon her merits or lack of merits But she must get a pass because she is a black woman, and I'm not sure why else. But we will get into all of that. So Nick Reardon is a name I have not mentioned on the show until today because I did not feel like Nick Reardon's name needed to be out there as the Columbus police officer who was unfortunately put in the situation where he was given no recourse but to shoot Micaiah Bryant, the 15-year-old who died last April when she was threatening another young woman with a knife. Uh, I know Nick Reardon's name has been out there. I know you can find it. I know a lot of you knew it. I felt like out of respect to him, who I, with one look at the video, could tell he did nothing wrong, I did not need to be among the uh, shrieking chorus of those mentioning his name and holding him up just by mentioning his name to the insane ridicule of those who thought he should have done something different on that day, those who thought he could have done something different on that day. He is trained to protect innocent lives in peril. There was, from his judgment, correct judgment, accurate judgment of the situation, when he drove up on a disturbance, there was an innocent life in peril. Thanks to the reporting from the grand jury which met on Friday and which Nick Reardon appeared in front of, we now know that he shouted, get down, four times. Four times in the brief eye blink of time that passed before he fired his weapon at Micaiah Bryant, who was rushing another girl with a knife. The Micaiah Bryant situation and the Breonna Taylor situation in Louisville, Kentucky, have both gotten a lot of run as indicative of the lie that there is a systemic issue out there with police shooting young black women without reason or justification. In both situations, Micaiah Bryant and Breonna Taylor, 
What happened to each of them is an enormous, enormous tragedy. But in neither case was it a mistake by police. Breonna Taylor was shacking up with someone who shot first at police, precipitating return fire, which unfortunately hit her and killed her. Micaiah Bryant was out of control at a very unfortunate moment in her young life, rushing at another woman with a knife, thus leaving Nick Reardon no recourse but to negate the threat that she was to someone else. They're both tragedies. Neither one, neither one, is anywhere close to indicating any kind of inappropriate action on the part of police. And it is a measure of how little support our Columbus police have from our mayor, our city council, from city officials. It is a measure of how little support they have that it took almost a year for Nick Reardon to be exonerated. It is possible, in fact, it is exactly true in this situation, that Nick Reardon acted appropriately, and yet it is still an extreme shame that a young life ended. Those are not positions that you have to take that are incompatible with each other. I hold both positions. But actions of individuals compel certain actions by police. It is very easy but very disingenuous for people who regret the death of Micaiah Bryant, and I'm one of those, to believe that Nick Reardon should be held responsible for it, should be criminally liable, civilly liable, City of Columbus should be civilly liable. No way. Not a chance. No way. Makai Bryant was done violence. She was done violence by the people who failed to parent her in such a way that would keep her out of the foster system. The foster system is not to blame for what happened to her. The people who did not parent her adequately to keep her out of the foster system are the people who set the train in motion of the events that inevitably led to her death. It underscores the importance of parenting. It underscores the importance of, of course, monitoring and, if it is possible, improving the foster care program. But for Nick Reardon to twist in the wind for almost a year, for his name to be pilloried by LeBron James and others, for Andrew Ginther and his safety department and his police chief not to not only exonerate Nick Reardon via a grand jury, but to not extol how perfectly he implemented his training is a horrendous miscarriage of justice. I don't know if Officer Reardon will work again in Columbus. I don't know if he wants to work in law enforcement again. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. 
because he's somebody who served his community in an exemplary way. And he has been given the most tepid affirmation of the fact that he did everything he was trained to do in exactly the fashion he was trained to do it. If we do not support our police officers much, much, much better than that, then we are going to have much more anarchy in our city, much less less respect for authority, for the rule of law. And that will not end well for many, many people. And the fact of the matter is most of the people that that will not end well for are the people who are shouting the loudest about Mackay Bryant because they're the people who live in unsettled neighborhoods, in dysfunctional families. And you have to understand the wheels that set this kind of circumstance in motion rather than blaming the people who are called in an emergency manner at the end when those events have spun horribly out of control and expect them to arrive and to fix a lifetime of mistakes. That is just not realistic. It is not just to Officer Nick Reardon and others like him who are put in that situation. I hope that he has peace. I hope the family of Micaiah Bryan has peace. But as long as they look for somebody else to blame for the fact that she is no longer with them, I don't think they'll find the peace they're looking for and they'll perpetuate with the other children in her family very bad things that unfortunately uh, brought to bear the events of that very sad day. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. You can reach us 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Our email is bruce at 989theanswer.com. It should be a very interesting Hilliard Board of Education meeting tonight. I believe it is the first one since the district admitted that it willingly and foolishly gave away private information on over 4,000 students in the district to a request for raw data. Instead, they gave student names, disciplinary actions, disciplinary measures taken. Uh, If I'm a parent in that district and my student was investigated for something as innocuous as, I don't know, anything, and the district released their name and information, and that could come back to haunt those kids later if that information gets out, uh, I'm showing up at that meeting tonight. And I'm asking them if there have been any uh, firings related to the people who were responsible for that egregious oversight. It also could get interesting tonight because there is a movement afoot by veterans in the Hilliard area and some city council members to put an American flag in uh, many, many, many classrooms in the Hilliard district. The board has a flag policy. There have been BLM flags. Uh, The veterans just would like American flags to be in those classrooms. They're getting pushback. And one of the Hilliard City Council members, his name is Les Carrier, was at a meeting of some sort of administrative committee of the Board of Education late last week. 
and he was, uh, well, he was scolded for trying to record a public meeting. You are allowed to record public meetings in the state of Ohio. I find that interesting that he was scolded. I want to find out who he was scolded by and why a Hilliard City Council member is not allowed to record a meeting of the Hilliard Board of Education. So we'll have less on the show at 12.05 today. Looking forward to that. Uh, On the matter of Nick Reardon, the Columbus police officer who has been exonerated by a grand jury for any wrongdoing in the shooting of Makai Bryant, uh, an email that I received from a doctor I thought was extremely smart, heartfelt, and offered a ton of great perspective. Uh, I will read a portion of it to you. Uh, The doctor writes, It is a terrible thing that a 16-year-old girl had to die, and I don't discount the sadness of that. It's a tragedy. But that police officer was only 23 years old when that occurred. 23. He was just barely not a kid himself. The doctor says, I was 23 when I started my third year of med school and when I first started seeing patients in the hospital. And my biggest fear at that time, by a huge margin, was that I would do something or miss something that would cause a patient to be injured or die. I guarantee you, beyond the slightest shadow of a doubt, that officer did not want to have to shoot that girl. If you want to talk about the incredibly difficult things, we pay a very young police officer, to do on our behalf. Most people prefer to remain completely insulated from it and to have absolutely no conception of the personal stress involved in having someone else's life in your hands. It really bothers me to see people twice his age demonize him for doing the hard but necessary thing he had to do. Things The people who criticize him have the luxury of not having to think about regularly. This young man did absolutely everything right because we asked him to and because he loves his community and the lifelong consequences for him are at best just an afterthought of those who criticize him. That is extremely well said, and I agree with every word of it. Now, for something not well said, something I do not agree with. Let's go to the press conference that Kamala Harris held um, talking about Ukraine and about what the United States is doing and will do and is promising to do for the refugees in Ukraine. A question came to Kamala at her press conference with uh, another foreign leader. From someone at NPR. NPR not looking to hang Kamala Harris, I guarantee you of that. They are fully in the bag for the Democrats. Uh, But uh, Kamala does not need to be set up to sound silly. Uh, Reminds me of an instance on uh, the old television show MASH one time, where Hawkeye and BJ played a practical joke on Dr. Frank Burns. And he said, why did you do that? And Hawkeye said, to make you look foolish. And he said, I don't need your help. No, he did not need your help. And Kamala does not need the help of NPR to look and sound foolish because she looks and sounds foolish a lot. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Madam Vice President. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system 
is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, I can first. Okay, so. Was there anything funny in that question about refugees coming from Ukraine into Poland and the system being overloaded? And that would not be good for the refugees, would it? But Kamala (laughs) says, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And I am a friend in need. So please, President of Poland, answer that question so I don't have to because I'm just the vice president because, well, I'm a black woman. And it was going to be either me or Susan Rice. She had that whole Benghazi thing on her resume. Or it was going to be the mayor of Atlanta or Val Demings or there really weren't any other choices. I got it, even though I called Joe Biden a racist. Anna Navarro on The View uh, says the criticism of Kamala Harris for yucking it up over refugees in Ukraine. Well, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself on criticizing the VP. Look, anybody who says that Kamala Harris is not a qualified person, that Kamala Harris is not a serious person, mm-hmm. really needs to go back and check where that's coming from. Okay, so I did that. I went back and I checked where it's coming from in my own heart why I think uh, Kamala Harris is not a serious person. Uh, would you like for me to go in chronological order from most recent to oldest or uh, oldest to most recent? Well, let's start with Kamala over the weekend uh, saying that um, the U.S. is defending Ukraine because it's a member of NATO. So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. Ah, see, if they were a member of NATO... Uh, we would be in an Article 5 situation where we would be pledged to defend them. They are not in NATO, Kamala. Maybe you should bone up on that. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. That was her take on COVID. So those are two instances where... uh, my doubts about her as a qualified person, as a serious person, as a smart person, as a remotely cognitive person, uh, have been precipitated by her words. Oh, I have more, which I will share with you next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.